met uh, George Bush at his estate out in uh, Walker's Point in Kennebunkport, Maine. That was kind of one of the most wild experiences ever, going on to, you know, President's Compound, yeah. Secret Service there. And then uh, we roll up and say, hey, uh, it's Matt Manassian here for Pickleball, and they just <laughs> let you right through the gate. Welcome back to the Future of Pickleball, the show that we talk to the movers and shakers in the sport, the guys and gals that are leading the charge, tip of the spear, we got a good one today. Matt Manassi, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I want to talk a little bit about, for folks that don't know who you are, you've mm -hmm. become quite a, quite a high profile guy in our game, it's been sort of fun. What I'd like you to do is give us a little bit of an idea first, how did you find Pickleball or how did it find you? Yeah, uh, I guess it kind of found me. Um, I've been a tennis player and then coach for most of my life. I coached uh, collegially for six years uh, at Wisconsin, Oklahoma State, and Duke, all on the women's side. Um, then right before the pandemic, I was coaching on tour for Shelby Rogers, a top uh, 50 tennis player. And we were at uh, Indian Wells Tennis Garden where there's pickleball events now, but for the tennis event, and that got canceled due to COVID. I went back to Florida. My parents thought I might have had COVID. They sent me to Pennsylvania, my childhood home, hadn't been there in forever. Um, and I was very bored. Some people asked me to come out and play pickleball instead of tennis. Um, this was like a couple weeks into COVID or the lockdown, and I did and fell in love immediately. Cool, 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 cool. And, and uh, so now, you, but you're on the West Coast now. Yes, I'm in Los Angeles. Now, so you got into pickleball, and I'm going to lead up to the, mm -hmm. the kind of the fun stuff that you do. You play yeah. at a pro level. Yep. Um, I know you're, you're, you currently do a lot of teaching. Which club are you at? Um, I was out of the Riviera Country Club until recently. Now I'm kind of uh, a free agent a little bit. I'll be in Charleston for a lot of this year at a new um, pickleball entertainment venue called Crush Yard. Um, oh, so we're opening up these facilities all over the country. We're converting existing big box stores into pickleball entertainment venues. So it'll be pretty fun. Very cool. Very mm -hmm. cool. Now, uh, I, I, you've come on the scene. We're here in in uh, in. Uh, 2023 yeah. at the MLP in Austin yeah. or in, in Mesa, Arizona. Um, you're here playing, representing one of the pro teams. Yeah. What do you think about this format? I, I, I personally love it. Um, yeah, I'm representing the Miami Pickleball Club. We have a lot of cool uh, owners with uh, Patrick Mahomes. He's playing tomorrow. Um, Nick Kyrgios, Naomi Osaka, uh, Marty Fish, Prakash Armitraj, Alex Cohen, a bunch of uh, really How cool fun. people. So. Um, yeah, I love the format. I love the games of 21. Uh, I think every, every point feels like it's important. Um, I was getting tired out there. I have a lot of work to do before the next uh, event in six weeks, but uh, no, I, I love it. I like being on a team. I, I, I like playing for something bigger than myself. I feel like I can give it a, a better effort, to be honest. Um, and and I, yeah, I love MLP. So cool. Now. Uh, I, have, I have seen I've seen your face come up on, on television, mm -hmm. on shows. You've been connected with a lot of the celebrities, yeah. the, the, the Hollywood types that love this game. Yeah. Can you tell us a little yeah, bit about 100%. who you've been working with? Yeah, um, I mean, how I kind of got started into that too is that, you know, when I moved to LA, uh, you know, first I met Doug Allen on my first trip out to LA before I decided to move there. He's the creator of Entourage, and that was my favorite show. Um, a lot of our favorite shows. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, I always wanted to do something in entertainment, and I was like, wow, pickleball kind of connects people in ways that other things haven't before. Um, and when I moved out there, I started at the Riviera Country Club and uh, taught some pretty high-profile people 
uh, to begin with, and that kind of you know catapulted you know that Vanity Fair article, you know the coach to the stars, and um, yeah, I've worked with uh, Jamie Fox, Emma Watson, Will Ferrell, uh, Brie Larson, Drew Brees. I met uh, George Bush at his estate out in uh, Walkersport, uh, Walkersport, and Kenny Bunkport, Maine. That was kind of one of the most wild experiences ever. Going on to you know a president's compound, yeah. Secret Service there. And then uh, we roll up and say, hey, uh, it's Matt Manassi, I'm here for pickleball. And they just <laughs> let you right through the gate. So uh, I never thought pickleball would uh, I've let me meet a president. I've seen that compound, but only at a distance. Mm -hmm. uh, no, nobody was letting me in the gate. Yeah, well, you got to get better at pickleball. There you no. go. There you go. <laughs> so very cool. And so you know, one of the things that I think is kind of interesting is, is because you've you, you, you both have played, taught, and now you're playing at the pro level in right. addition to coaching. Um, as you meet the celebrities, I, I'm guessing they're normal folks in terms of the pickleball side 100%. of things. Yeah, I mean, when they, you know, I haven't been starstruck too much, to be honest. I, maybe the only time I get with Mark Wahlberg, I met him. I actually didn't play pickleball with him, but I met him at the club. It's the only one I've been starstruck by. But no, they're all they're all normal people. And look, they're coming out to learn pickleball. So when I'm on the court, I'm I'm the expert for once, right? It's sure. not their their realm of expertise. So uh, no, they're all great. They're, you know, I, I don't work with people that I don't really like or, or that don't treat me right. So uh, you know, the, all all the people that I've mentioned and others are, have been great and. Um, I just um, I hope they have fun when they come on the court. I hope I can teach them something. Those are the two main things that I kind of focus on when I'm teaching any client. Very cool. You know, something that we do on this show is we try and we try and really show the viewers kind of from the insider's perspective where the sport's going, mm -hmm. where people yeah. see it coming. We've got a lot. Everybody knows the sport's on fire. Any thoughts or ideas in your brain from the, your perspective and things you've seen about where we might be in two years or four years? Yeah, I mean. The sport's growing at an insane rate. I think everyone that's picked up a paddle that I've talked to loves it, continues to play, um, which is great for, for everyone who's in the sport like us. Um, you know, my hope is that the pro game continues to uh, grow at a, at a rapid pace as well. Um, I'd like it to get in the Olympics by 2028. I think that's a realistic you know, expectation at this cool. point. Um, I think you know, we need to do a better job as a community to get it into schools and you know getting the younger generation moving you know the sure. elementary schools and coming up with more charitable programs that way and I, i'm talking to a few that are you know trying to do that i think a lot of people are focused on the shiny object of the pros and you know paddle contracts and all these different things entertainment venues which i'm involved in too but um i think we do need to do a better job of getting it in schools getting the kids involved and i think some of these tours can can do that at various stops around the country um, and I think that would go a long way into continuing, you know, the growth of our sport. Yeah. So th there are a lot of discussions in different, in, I'm working on a couple of projects myself in, on the youth side of things. You know, one of the things that, that, that I'd be interested in what your perspective is, we, most of us that came into this game, when we got started with it, there was a joy that mm -hmm. we felt, just a fun. It was just sort yeah. of this, uh, most of us came from sports backgrounds, or many of us came from sports backgrounds that now, in my case, I wasn't a kid anymore. To be able to have the fun of a kid, mm -hmm. do you see that going on a lot of places you go with the newer players that you're coaching, bringing into the game? Yeah, I think, you know, at the recreational level, it's still that, right? People are getting into it and absolutely love it, and they're playing, you know, they get obsessed, and they're playing four or five times a week, but it, for them, it's still fun, and there's that, right. you know, kid-like joy, you know, the movie Sandlot, for example, they just have fun. Yeah. Um, 
and I think that's 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 the case in you know most parts of pickleball, which is why it's the fastest-growing sport in the, in the country and maybe the world at some point. Um, I think the pro level. I think we all need to keep that in mind. I think it's growing so quickly, and people are really concerned about obviously making a living and doing all that stuff, which is important. Um, but we do have to remember why we picked up the paddle in the first place, yeah. and and what you know kept us coming back to the courts and. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's definitely an important piece. I've wondered, um, I'm, I've been around the sport a great deal for a long time. I've, I've, I've been to many of the major national pro tournaments and, and amateur tournaments. Do you think that there is a perception in the pro side of the game that they're really the ambassadors carrying the message? Because that's one of the things that I wonder about is, is younger adults obviously mm. have to be focused on their own, their own personal needs and wants. Right. But I, I wonder sometimes if the pro game couldn't kind of, they're, they're really carrying the banner and the right. message. And it just, I, I love the fact that we come to these big events and we still have access to you guys. Correct. We're able to talk to you on the sidelines. Um, but that's really where I think the rec players and the pros have a great opportunity to really flourish together. Does that work with you? Yeah, 100%. I mean, I love that you can come here and, and interact with fans and uh, rec players and people that love the game. I mean, it's at a point where it still feels like a small community and uh, yep. a family, so I think that's a good thing. Um, you know, fast forward a couple of years, that might not be the case. You might have, you know, credentialed areas and security and all that stuff, which it, it could get to and probably will get to. Um, I think you know, the ambassadors around the country, a point that needs to be made, I think, is to get better coaching all across the country, yes. right? better educational forums and seminars and all that stuff so that the information that is getting to Erie, Pennsylvania or Des Moines, Iowa or wherever, you know, small places sure. across the country is the right information and, uh, and can help people grow as players or grow as fans or whatever you know, their interest lies. You know, one of the things that I've tried to ask each of my guests that I get on the show is to kind of look into, into the Matt Manassi supervision. <laughs> if, in the re if in the perfect world, where would you like to see this sport go? What would you like to see it become in the next few years? That's a good question. Um, I don't know. I, it's grown so much in the last two years, three years since I've been in the game. Um, you know, I couldn't have imagined coming to Mesa, Arizona and having this big of an event. We have another one in Daytona and then four more after that. Um, you know, from the professional side of things, I would, I would like it to become a little bit more professional, to be honest. Like some of these events, um, it would be nice, you know, to make sure all the rules are followed. To, you know, <laughs> if you're supposed to have a certain water bottle on court, that should be the only water bottle you have on court. Um, I think we're a little spoiled, to be honest, as, as pros, because we're all so new, and and it's and the growth is there, and we're just kind of, you know, we're entitled to a lot of things, I guess. Um, I don't know. I, I want. I think the sport's growing quickly, and I think naturally it's going to get to where it needs to go. Um, I just want it. I think the youth needs to play more, so I think that needs to be a focus, um, and. I want people to keep the innocence in the sport. I think if it gets that's a great message to um, to about you know our own dollars as pros or whatever it may it may be, then it can lose some of its fun and, and well. Luster. I think all of those that came out of lifetimes in the tennis world 
we, we, we kind of know that everything in tennis isn't perfect. Right. And we, in my mind, we've sort of got an opportunity to sort of create this new thing right. that can take a lot of the positiveness and excitement and, and in energy. Right. But the niceness, the joyousness, the fun Correct. is 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 something that I think is really an element we all need to try and, and really run on. So uh, you work on youth. I'm going to work on youth. How about we help each other yep. and we get we just stir up this pot because we've got to get young people coming into this uh, game. A hundred percent. And it is so. And, and young kids are, are loving it. You know, I've taught kids that are you know seven, eight, nine years old right. and. They pick up the paddle and absolutely love it, and, they, and, and they'll happy. go to the tennis courts and they'll come back and vice versa, and, that, and that's fine. That's okay. Right. I mean, when I was a kid, I played multiple sports, sure. and uh, you know, whatever they gravitate gravitate towards, that's great. Um, I think there's a lot of skills on a pickleball court that can, you know, benefit them later in life as well. So, um, yeah, they should definitely be out there and having fun. You know, in a lot of the youth things that I've been around, one of the things that struck me, and I'd be interested in your opinion, is. Sometimes we've got a kid that isn't the biggest, tallest, longest, mm -hmm. fastest. Sometimes it's not the perfect, you know, physique. Right. But they can be very good, and they can really maybe have an opportunity right. to excel in our game. Do you see that same thing? 100%. I mean, you know, it's just like, like basketball, for example. The, the athletes that get to the NBA outgrow other sports. Um, you know, if you don't quite get to 6'8", maybe you're not playing basketball. If you don't get to 6'3", 6'4", Maybe tennis isn't in the cards for you right. these days. Um, pickleball, you know, it looks like that perfect height might be anywhere between 5'10 and, and 6'1, or, you know, and, right. and women obviously a little shorter, but it's more manageable. Anyone can sure. succeed at pickleball if you put in the time, if you get the technique right, um, you know, if you <laughs> practice those dinks over and over and over and resets and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, the sport, it's more open for success for all different. You know, body types and, and physical abilities, and uh, and I think again, that's why it's grown so quickly. Cool, ladies and gentlemen. I told you we were going to have a good one today, Matt. Thank you very much. I've sure appreciated getting your input. Thanks so much. That was easy. Thank you.